What's up? Welcome to Sweathead with my Pollard. I have Arnie Akopian live from Los Angeles with me. Arnie is, uh, I feel like we're getting Arnie on the way up. I know you've come a long way, Arnie, but I feel like 10 years time, this could be a classic little interview, depending on how you do, of course, not because of me. I just ask the simple questions. Arnie's a director, a conceptual artist, makes stuff constantly. And this week is uh, embarrassing all of us who live with our partners because she's been taking photos <laughs> of herself doing lovely things for her partner, including making of a desk. Arnie, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for the kind introduction. Very nice to be here. All right. So I know what I'm, uh, what I'm interested in is your, your sense of self and your constant making because you're a relentless maker, right? I mean, sure. Um, you yeah. So okay. So you want to do a therapy session? <laughs> no. It's this. What do you mean? It's an interview. The deal is, I ask you questions and you answer. If it feels like therapy, that's on you. But what it's makes not this me, but that different? Where, where than, does this drive? Well, no, but that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know. You decide. Like, you decide. You decide. This is kind. I feel like my therapy sessions are kind of like interviews in the same in the same sense. Like, what is making this not a therapy session versus an interview? The fact that some people are watching well, it's it, that free. it's shared. <laughs> okay, yeah, totally very free. true. That was very stupid of me to say. But yeah. okay, so yeah, um, ask me a question. I'll answer. I, I want to know about myself. Uh, but Arnie, this is supposed to be a classic interview in 10 years' time. This is the origin story of Arnie Akopian. Yeah, where, where does this relentless drive to, to make stuff come from? You know, I know, I know, I know I'm around it a little bit, and I know people who've been prolific in different parts of the internet, like early YouTube, et cetera, and they wake up most days like, oh, I've got to do this thing, I've got to make a thing. Why are you like that, assuming you are? I think that it stems from always feeling confused by the things I was told growing up and, you know, in school and told to follow the rules and always like, even still, I feel very disconnected or kind of alien from other people. And mm -hmm. the only way I feel like I can finally like, okay, like maybe you're not, maybe we're all aliens instead of just you is when I can kind of like bend people's expectations of what things are supposed to be. So even like with this interview by like, like this interview is really dope because we're talking about these cool things, but it's still in the, in the structure of like something that's normal. So I have a hard time with those sorts of things, but like, here we are. <laughs> oh, no, because my, Cause my I, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. My structure for this is that you're my future hair state and that if I don't get a hair, oh. <laughs> my, my hair won't look as beautiful as yours, but because it's older and rattier, but it, it could be that. So for me, this is not a normal structure. I'm talking to the future alternative me. Okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> I think I almost like see everything as like the expectation of what it should be. Like, like my mom's voice yeah. in the back of my head being like, this needs to go this way. And I hate that feeling. And so then I'm like, how can I get away from that feeling? And that's like, and I'm like, maybe everyone else has that feeling too. And they want to get away from it. And so like, maybe if I share this photo of like my desk that I made my girlfriend, they could be inspired to go make a desk for their person instead of like worrying about their taxes or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't, isn't making a desk a, of, normal, a normal thing? No, we're, we're getting into it. Stop, stop I mean, like you're in and then you're out. Be in, be in. I, I need you for 40 minutes, Arnie. Okay. BN, well, BN. yeah, that's. But isn't making I was a desk thinking a that too. To I was actually thinking that as well, but there's something about 
I don't know, like either it's the internet or something about being public about normal things that people are, you know, isn't that what people are gravitating towards? It's like, oh, let's be normal. Like, I don't know. It's almost like, I'm not sure how to explain it. But yeah, you're, that's a very valid point. And I'm also wondering, I'm just like, I'm just being normal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to know which part of you is really conscious because some people who do what you do, who describe themselves as a concept, as a conceptual artist, for example, they've written down an artist statement and they'll build a ton of stuff around it for a year, for mm-hmm. five years, for 10 years. Uh, are you that conscious of what you do or are you relatively spontaneous and impulsive? Um, I think it started as being very unconscious, especially Amazon dating, totally unconscious, came from a place of like frustration and just that was like my outlet. And the more I kind of started feeling comfortable in that exploratory state, I started to like get connected with myself and be like, oh, this feels good to me. Like, this is what feels a lot better than other things I've done. And then I started to gain some consciousness and still like, I think it's about half and half right now, but I am trying, I'm definitely like trying to be more conscious of like connecting to myself and like, what feels good? What do I want to spend my time doing? What do I want to be pushing out there? I think the whole notion of people being brands is very dangerous um, because at the end of the day, no matter how many subscribers you have, no matter how big you are, you are not anywhere near the, the resources of an actual corporate entity that has a brand. Um, and I think we've gotten so caught up in like that thing of like, I don't know, it's that I'm very interested in exploring like a brand and the illusion of a brand and like what the money that you don't see behind it, I guess. So that's all like, I'm just playing with that. And yeah, I'd say like, it's like half conscious. Um, but you know, ideally I'm like trying to be more conscious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, I mean, I relate to what you're saying as someone who's at least five decades older than you, when you talk about feeling alienated and, (laughs) and confused at times, and then you do something like you, for you, you do a piece of art for me. It might be a silly drawing or, an article where I try to make sense of my confusion and that sense sort of lasts, but then you need another hit. Do you find that? It's like a momentary sense of not being confused and then you keep going. Yeah. Well, I think your path to being, you know, enlightened or not confused and, and in touch with yourself is not always the same as what people are going to like. And that's where I am right now. You know, I'm like trying things out. I'm like, I like this thing. I'm going to put it on the internet. Sometimes people don't like it. The golf thing I posted the other day, I thought it would like maybe go viral. I thought maybe I would go and sell golf courses. It didn't hit. And I was like kind of sad that day. And then I was like, why am I letting this affect my like mental well-being? That's stupid. But, you know, it's it's hard because like we're human, but like we're also not. So. All right, we'll, we'll, um, we'll talk about the projects as well. What, with the, what was the, yeah. I saw the photos of mini golf and I was like, what's that? What was that for people who didn't get to see it? So I actually did a job with an agency and one of the shoots, one of the scenes in it was like a golf, mini golf scene. And I was looking to find, and it was like something I had to shoot here. And I was looking online to find like a mini golf thing and I couldn't find anything that was cute. So I was like, gave my roommate a little bit of money and we like built this thing together. Um, it's out there, but the 
the light. You yeah. can't see it. Anyway, uh, it's like a basically it's like a strip of astroturf with built around on this platform of wood. It's very cute. It's blue. And we built these different pieces of wood that like you can customize. It's like a hole in 18, but it's just one strip. So, but you can customize the obstacles and it's just like, it's a cute, you know, people buy like, you know, what is, what is it that made that not something people want versus like, why do people want to buy bocce ball? Why do people want to buy, you know, it's just, it's very interesting to like see where your personal passion aligns with like the whatever and like what can influence that. Yeah. And then when you say it, it didn't hit, how do you know that? Why do you think that? Well, I mean, it, it was like fine. <laughs> I hate that I'm saying hit and fine and good because that's like placing inherent value on like numbers. But in terms of like, that's how I can communicate with people right now. Right. And that's how that, that directly impacts my life in terms of money right now. But hopefully one day we're not, we're not at that place anymore, but we are. So it didn't hit. I mean, it got a few hundred likes, which is you know, generally, if you look at the numbers, good for my page. But when, when I put out my projects, usually they're in the thousands, um, at least on Twitter. And there's like articles and all of this stuff. And no one seemed to like be that interested in it. And so I was like, interesting. Because I thought I was like genuinely excited about it. Right. And so uh-huh. if, if that happens, if something like hap- that happens to something that you were genuinely excited about, mm-hmm. you, do you drop it? Or is there a chance that in this particular example, you might revisit it and try to work out how to flex it again? Um, I think at this point in my life with that, I'm, I think I'm going to drop that because, um, that wasn't something I was like trying to make a thing out of. I kind of was just like, if this goes, then that's the universe being like, this is dope. Keep doing that. But I am going to keep doing stuff like that. Maybe just not that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and then two of your other recent, I think there were hits, right? Amazon dating, Scrubhub TV. Let's talk about them. I also want to talk to you about how you approach video because you're up to some crazy stuff. Amazon dating. How did that happen? Who did you do it with? Was that a hit? Run us through that project and assume that the people you're explaining it to haven't seen it. Sure. Um, so Amazon dating is a parody website that looks exactly like Amazon, except instead of buying Uh, items you buy people that you want to go on a date with uh it doesn't actually work so you're not actually getting sent to anyone in the mail (laughs) it's just like the experience works so the buttons work you can get like oh your order was placed and all the copy is like pretty much written to match you know what you would expect to see on amazon except it's like funny and we actually took some of the amazon product reviews from products and uh, copied and pasted them and hyperlinked them to the products that they're selling, but put them in for like people. So basically invited like 50 friends over, took a picture of them in that room over there. It's like now Colin lives there, but whatever. So we took that picture in there, put it online. Um, I want to just mention the people we worked with because it wasn't something I could have done alone. That process was actually, it's kind of all related to this because initially the idea was like just to do a a mock-up of it and to post it like as an image i didn't have the capacity to like do a website to anything really beyond that um i was sitting with a friend of mine right here at this desk her name is morgan gruer she's a great animator designer director and i was complaining about being single and we were like why can we order literally everything except for like this innate need to be feel connection like you know? And so I was like, why can't we just productize that? <laughs> it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And we started, we made a mock-up. And then this part is, I think, important. Um, 
because I felt like there was something more to it. I thought, I felt like, you know, I could share this right now and it would be like, haha. But I think this is something that I feel like is so like interesting that I could even go further with it. So I'm going to hold off on sharing it because I want to see what more I can come up with. And that was kind of eating at me for like months because I was like, damn, like I could just pop this off right now and have some, some clout, but and just this guilt that I'm honestly always living with. Like I always have these projects that I like am not putting out because I feel like they're not done or something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone kind of has like your side projects or whatever, but I feel like it's important to like recognize that, you know, some things need that time. Like it's okay to not put things out all the time. Um, And I have to tell myself that, like I'm telling them myself that right now. Um, I met someone named Pascal who was just in town visiting we, he came over here again with this, with this apartment. <laughs> uh, and he has a studio, he codes, he needed a product video to advertise his like new, uh, he, he makes this like crazy puppet that like automatically animates when you just move your hands. It's like a new animation studio. He was like, I need a product video. I was like, I'll trade you a product video for a website. So that happened. I found another friend, Susie Shin, who's like now my main collaborator. If you go to onionsusie.com, there's nothing there yet, but there will be. <laughs> uh, that's, that's there's so actually ironic. two photos of us, but yeah, it's like the most ironic thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm too tired of making websites to make a website for myself. Um, so anyway, she really helped me push it to make it happen. And then we published it and then it was like press and then da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now, yeah. Awesome. Anyway. So I got, I got two questions about your decisions. The first is that you probably had a bunch of other ideas around that time, before that time, after that time? Uh, why did you decide to press the go button on this particular one? Um, I mean, pressing the go button on this didn't mean that I wasn't doing other things, okay. although it did actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> I think I, I actually got fired by a client for the only time in my whole life because I neglected to do the project because I was doing this. Um, but we're on good terms. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're funny, man. Like, I can tell you're resisting all my questions and you're like, I don't want to agree with it. Oh God, that's true. I love it. I'm going to keep doing it. I hope this, I hope this rapport lasts. We'll have our own website. Uh, we'll, we'll have our own empty website soon. Arnie and Mark, I'm going to have your hair though. All right. So then you also mentioned that you, that the Amazon dating idea stuck with you a little while and then you decided to go deep on it. Mm-hmm. I know you talked to that before, but that's something that a lot of us are like, well, first of all, a lot of us have ideas and we don't follow them up or we can't even articulate them in a clear way. And then when it comes to putting Mm -hmm. them out, we're like, yeah, I'll do a little scribble. I'll put a little tweet out. You know, can you somehow explain to us why it stuck with you in a way that demanded you to spend more time on it? What's going on in your head? That's a good, that's a very good question. I think it just comes down to like being... Like I see the future in a way that's like my ideal future. And I imagine all the possibilities that could happen. And the more I sit with that and I'm like, does this feel like legit? Does this feel right? Or does this feel fake? Like I really trust that vision and that, and that experience of like seeing people reacting to something a certain way and that leading to other things. And like, just like the importance of strategy work where all of these little tiny things in the background are going on that, you know, really make the difference between someone hiring you and not hiring you. I believe that I have that ability to like take that and like 
basically it's like a it's calculated madness i guess i don't know how to explain it yeah no well what's your ideal like, picture because the the one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you is that because you mentioned the word strategy i wasn't even going to talk about strategy a lot of strategists they help other people do work and they're not always clear on the ideal future for themselves they focus on projects and very abstract things right brands for example but often don't think about yeah. what their own ideal future mm -hmm. is not everyone but a lot and whereas you whereas you live on the front lines of that you know you're not living vicariously you come up with ideas you put them into public and you're moving towards this ideal future what how do you like what is your ideal future what is that my ideal future is changing often but mostly it's a state of mind where I am not feeling guilt at any time, but I'm also acting ethically. And in terms of how that looks for the outside, okay. <laughs> I know that's like, that's insane. I don't know how to explain this, but like, I don't want to just say like, I want to be famous and rich and successful because you can have all of these things and still feel really bad inside. So I would love to like feel good inside and also like have the freedom and i think when i feel good inside that means i have the freedom to like make things that i know that will be like powerful to other people and might take me to that place of being wealthy and successful and whatever mm -hmm. i think that's like you know I, honestly like ideally i would love it for like the amount of likes or the like numbers to not dictate anything like i wish it was just like we removed ourselves and we looked at the idea that someone had, but because we're in this society and there's so many different layers on, you know, accessibility to different things, that's like, I think the world would be a better place if it was just based on like, this idea is great and this idea is crazy for this reason. And we all could align on the same mm -hmm. ethics and the same kind of like principles, you know? instead of having a strategist yeah, who's yeah. super talented, but not being able to envision that future for them because they're promoting this thing that they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like how you keep bringing it back to strategy. So, so like, yeah. and again, this doesn't have to get dark and deep, right? But I, I know that, so I've, I've had a lot of melancholy growing up and I've, I talk about it. It's, it's okay. I'm not going to draw you into my own therapy session here. And I find that um, you use the word guilt. For me, the word would be sadness, that putting stuff out into public and, and, throwing myself into a project, it helps me stave off that sadness in a way which is absolutely a coping mechanism, but in the scheme of things, not a bad one. <laughs> so like, what's the guilt? What's up with that? Um, you know, when you think about words like art and creativity and you see not everyone, okay, everyone can see the same word, but in their mind, they are not necessarily, you're not thinking the same thing in association with the word art, right? So like when you're saying art, I'm thinking about all of my experiences that relate to art. So that means like drawing in first grade. And that means like the girl that was way better than me at like whatever, like pastels, like this, like our culture really enforces that art is like drawing and painting and all of this stuff. Um, and then you look at the word creativity and creativity again with culture is, is looked at as <clears throat> like being weird, different from the norm in a way that is good. Okay. In, and you're making something along the way. And so like, I think my, stuff comes from like not being able to align like i never thought of art that way i never thought of creativity that way and i was like what's wrong with me like why can't i why don't i understand what everyone is talking about 
uh, that's like part of it. It's like, I almost Mm -hmm. felt like, and then I felt like guilty for like, not like being able to live my life in that way that like everyone else seemed to be on that wavelength of, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, part of it comes from my sexuality growing up Armenian, my mom is an immigrant. I love her, but we do have very different viewpoints. And honestly, like me just being myself on the internet can create a lot of drama internally. And so I'm always navigating that and trying to make sure it's not a performance and it's not something I'm doing to make myself like feel better, but it's like for everyone else instead. So that's honestly a very difficult situation, okay. but like, it's all kind of intertwined. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I follow, I follow. Uh, yeah. Scrubhub TV, tell us about that one. I'll give you a, a minute's reprieve on the therapy. Scrubhub TV? Well, Scrubhub TV was like the first, I guess, like paid uh, client project in this vein of like kind of stepping out of just like being like mischievous a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, like I had done a lot of video directing, shooting, editing, content creation, with a bunch of brands. So I was like familiar with that, but Scrubhub started from a tweet. I just tweeted like, this was like right when COVID started. And I kind of tweeted like videos of people washing their hands in a sexy way or something like Pornhub, but for people washing their hands properly. And I tagged Pornhub, like let's collab. And they responded and they were like, haha, like this is genius. And from there I, I pitched them like on, you know, I slid in did a pitch and it became a real thing. And it's now on scrubhub.tv. It's basically a similar vein to Amazon dating, just parody videos, uh, all safe for work, different hand style washings. Like threesome is like me washing my hands with like my two roommates. And we raised, uh, well, Pornhub donated $50,000 to the two charity partners that the whole website was like for, uh, that are on the front lines of COVID and, and helping fight against it. So mm-hmm. I guess that was cool. <laughs> Very cool. Like, do you see, do you see that as a hit? Yeah, in the tradi- like in the advertising sense, yes. Uh, I think I think it's a different kind of hit because it was like something you know I was already familiar with it. That like, oh, let's make a website, let's make it go viral thing. Um, it was a it was like I don't think it got as much press as Amazon dating and and kind of like like wow factor. But I think it was pretty successful like it did get a fair amount of press and 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 it's a hit in the sense that like it it was something i did for fun Mm. that was mostly enjoyable got to work with a real company and we made an actual difference and made people smile so Mm -hmm. i think that's a hit okay and then with amazon dating and and scrubhub tv are these things that you launch and leave or are you going to tend to them over time what's your point of view on that i think my point of view is like i'll I don't really want to just tend to to it if it's not like adding some sort of a value for other people or myself in a way that like I feel good with. So yeah, I'm not planning on like adding ads to the website at this moment. Um, I'm not really inspired to push those creative ideas further either. So I'm kind of leaving it right now. Uh, if I have a thought that that I'm excited about, definitely will go back. But I don't have that right now. So. Okay. Yeah. And then do you have a sense, you know, as far as paid work and project work, do you have a sense of like cadence? Like in a year you want to do, I don't know, five, 10, 20 of your own projects and 10 paid projects. How intentional are you with that kind of stuff? What do you hope to be? Um, The goal would be to not only for myself, but for everyone, figure out a way that you can 
do the things you really want to do and get paid for them. But I think that's going to take a fundamental restructuring of, of advertising and of, you know, business models in general. Um, I was actually talking to a few VCs about the idea of investing directly in people who they see a lot of potential in. It's sort of in the way that a record label would invest in, in a musician. And I kind of did some research there and, it's, it seems like bottom line is like, it's just not worth, like, it's not a financial guarantee. It's not, and if it is, it's not as much as for, for as little, you know, it's not like you're going to get like $2 million next year necessarily. But I don't know. I, to me, I don't see why that's like that. I don't know a lot about finance, Mm -hmm. so I I don't, but that, that I'm interested in exploring like that kind of a world. Um, And in terms of projects, like, yes, I would love to, I have no problem with doing like, I, I like, I love creativity and I love any brand or collaborator that wants to actually champion that and to like, let me have, let, let that exist in however it needs to. So yeah, hopefully just finding those right people. I want to do more music videos, work with Billie Eilish, uh, would love to shoot some, some, uh, crazy like visual scenes, maybe in collaboration with a few directors, like the guy that in black mirror, the guy that does euphoria. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I like the I like that VC model. I'm kind of thinking about that for a lot of a lot of my strategy folk who are used to clocking hours but have lots of ideas and just need a system around them mm-hmm. to to put that out. I like that one. How many music videos have you done now? Um, I've actually only done one, and it was one? yeah, it was like the Carly Rae Jepsen and Griffin video. It was like my first one. Yeah. Okay, and you've got some ads coming out. There was going to be one today. I don't know if we can even mention what. It, are we able to mention what's coming out or not? Yeah, I think I think we can. Yeah, so I'm super excited. There's a project I've been working on for over a year now with AWOL. Um, they're the record label owned by Cobalt, and it's a video that is pretty crazy, pretty innovative. I don't want to spoil it, but it should be dropping in the next week or so. And there's something else, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so the year's worth of work, is that on, on one video or is that on a series of things? It's literally on one video. It's like a minute. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, many, how many? What's that? How many hours do you think you put into it? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. What do you, okay. No, I, I need some, I need some tech, tech notary. Uh, I, need, I need to go tech notary here. What do you, what, what's your setup? What do you work with? What's your gear? What's your software? Yeah. Um, I was, before, when I was shooting more, I was shooting on like a Sony a7 III and just various lenses. I have like a, I built an actual like charging station for all my gear in my room, which is, do you know, did you see that photo? I don't think I saw that photo. I've seen okay. a lot of his stuff. Okay. It's like a, it's, it, it's like basically a way to charge all my gear at the same time in a really cute way. So all my gear is in that photo and I have, yeah, it's coming soon to the empty website. <laughs> um, but honestly, like, I'm just, I don't know, like, I'm just using my laptop and my iPhone right now and just, like, trying to, to like, okay. separate from the gear a little bit for a second, okay. Okay. you know? So, look, as far as the ad that we don't want to spoil because it's going to come out, can you tell us at all about the creative process? I'm just kind of curious, like, did you have a ton of ideas? Is you just focus in on one and you're like, that's what it's going to be and I'm going to make it extreme? Like, what's... Yeah. How do you think through these things before you actually um, do them? Thanks for asking that. I'm flattered. Yeah, so that, that I, the video is like a concept that I have wanted to do for like years. 
And initially I met with AWOL and they were like very cool and seemed very open. And we had initially planned to do something else, but like it was for some reason, like it wasn't working and it was like two months into it of planning. And then I was like, you know what? Like, what if we just did this thing, which I was saving for something else, but I was like, you know what? Why don't we try it out? And then it kind of, I I pitched it and they loved it. And then Mm -hmm. we kind of, it was a lot of uh, convincing people though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What, like what was difficult to convince them about? I think it was like kind of, difficult to like put in put the narrative or the message that they wanted they had a, we had a, we all had a hard time envisioning how that would work in this new format mm. and it was just easier to be like no let's just do this thing that we that we feel familiar with um but i like kind of did that extra work of like oh i think we could do this thing we could this is how it could work and then we collaboratively all worked together um okay. to do that and it, and okay. it worked and it worked Okay. Do you spend a lot of time in, what do you use, After Effects? Um, I use Premiere. Um, Yeah. I actually don't really know After Effects that well. I usually hire uh, hire VFX people for the more heavy VFX stuff. Yeah. But yeah, mostly just Premiere, Lightroom, Photoshop. And then like, what, what role do you think Los Angeles plays in your work? Obviously, you've got Hollywood there, you've got some agencies there, you've got decent weather most of the year, you've got a lot of people in that area who want to become famous, but who are also tinkering similar to, to you, different, but obviously, you know, a little bit similar. Like, how important, what, what's, how is LA in your thinking, if at all? I mean, it's, I always wanted to move to California just for the weather. <laughs> I was scared because there's so many so many directors out here, so many people doing things on this huge level with all these famous people. And still to this day, um, it feels a bit foreign, but I think that just inspired me more to be like, Oh, you know what? Actually a lot of the, like, I feel like it made me focus on the story and the, not the story, but like the, what I wanted to communicate more in that sense. So I think it just inspires me to like, not just rely on like flashy things. Hmm. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And yeah, right. Like an hour from Philadelphia. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Quite. But different. I love LA. It's like my, it's great. I like it living here a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do have some questions from, uh, from Sweathead. Uh, one's sure. from Muhammad Ali. So this goes back to the early part of the conversation. And the question is, how do you get comfortable with sharing that momentary sense of chaos with the world? What do you mean by chaos? I, th- I think it's like vulnerability. So if you've, if you've got this sense of confusion or this sense of meaning that you're striving for and it's a bit vulnerable, it's honest, a lot of people would just say, that's cool. I probably shouldn't think about that. Whereas you're like, I'm putting that out there right now. I'm not always putting it out there. Like I definitely have a lot of moments where it might feel somehow cathartic at the same time scary to tweet like, I feel this way and it's scary. Like, okay, cool. Um, I guess uh, I guess like by leading into it in, in a way, by making that, it's actually really powerful because everyone has that and we hide it and I think the the secret is to make it digestible in a way that you're not, you don't see it and you automatically want to be like, whoa, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But you want to, it's like, it's like how a cartoon is like, it could be about something very serious, but it's very simple. I think like, that's where I like to play where it's like, you know, the pretty lighthearted, but deeper in there, people can find that connection. Yeah. So that's how I deal, deal with that. 
Um, I think I think I get it. Like there's there's truth in it, but it doesn't have to be deep, deep truth if you don't want it to be. But for you, it might be. It just might not always be. It's like it's a bit of a it's a way to be honest and vulnerable, but also to protect yourself, right? But like, were you, yes. were, you were you always like that? Were you always putting like such candid stuff out, or is that something? Because I think a lot of people are like, how do I even get to the point where I could do it once, let alone for sure once a month? For sure. Um, no, not I wasn't always like that. And I'm still like, I don't think I'm that candid. Um, but honestly, it was like my friend, one of my friends, Ariel Jacobson, who like is, it, she works in TV. And up until like this year, I wasn't being that forthright about stuff. Um, but she was like, Ani, like, I know you. I know how much you have going on inside of you and you talk to me about every day. Why aren't you like sharing that with like this community that already cares about your work? Like, I feel like that is going to be like, she had the brain to connect that, like that would take that things to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's just like, you know, I don't know people in their life encouraging you yeah. to be more authentic. Uh, but yeah, it's also okay to not too. So, yep. you know, there are different it's, ways of going about it. It's, it's amazing how, and I, I don't know the tone of voice that your friend took with you, but it's amazing how like a gentle poke or push or prod can start to open the waterfall and you need it, you know, if you're operating totally. from, from, from that place of fragility. Totally. And I was like, yes, hundred percent. It was like, it's honestly like the biggest changing change of my life. Like that moment where I was like, whoa, yeah, you're right. Like, mm -hmm. I think I posted a dating video. I posted a video that I was like, I'm single. Does anyone want to date me? And I put it on platforms because I was like, why are we hiding this thing? And people were like, whoa, like, why did you do that? That's hilarious. And then I got like all these messages of people wanting to date me. And I was like, okay, I guess like the scariness is, uh, not going to win in this one. So yeah, and also I guess advertising works, right? Well, I did run some paid ads and didn't work very well. Oh, that's that's different. That's different. <laughs> but I don't know much about that. So okay. And then, uh, assuming you've had a few interactions over the years with um, with agencies, how do they understand or potentially even misunderstand someone like you, specifically you, but someone like you gives you the opportunity to generalize and not to be personal. Well, it's tricky because like every time, like I fundamentally like love most people that I interact with at agencies, like the one-on-one -on -one connection is great, right? Like I feel like people are like, yeah, like we love this, we love this. But then when it gets to this bigger place, things can get lost in the, in the ladder or whatever. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they might categorize me as like a content creator, because most of my work is on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, but, mm -hmm. and that's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but the problem comes from when they think like that's associated with me being given a certain type of work and expected to perform it in a certain type of way, which is like not how it works. Um, and I do th like, I'm like, why am I not, why am I, why don't you have like, I don't know. Yeah. Like is, I would love is, to come. What? Is that to say that sometimes people might reach out to you more with the idea that you're an influencer, that yeah, you're a content creator, but really you're going to make something, publish it on your platforms. And that's like a check on their influencer box versus we're going to hire a creative yeah. person who's going to come up with an idea and then we'll work out where to put it. Yeah. I mean, I think we are, lean we're, we're moving a little bit further away from just hiring influencers for numbers. Like I think people are starting to get there, which is awesome. But 
there's still no, you know, there's no like workflow to like bring, like, let's say you love someone's work. You want to then put them and pick them up and put them in your, the way you already work. And it's like hard. Like I've, you know, it's hard to, cause it's so much different. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. And are you going in as an individual to these interactions? Do you bring people in? Do you have a producer? Do you have like muscle around you or is it direct to you? Yeah, no. So I, um, it really depends. Like I, I have a big, like, I have like friends who like act as my producers and who I trust to do this. And like all of my collaborations have been done with my friends around me. So kind of just like every project that comes, I'm just like trying to, to finagle around that project. Okay. Yeah. But it's hard because people might look at me and they're like, oh, you're one person, you know? But at the same time, actually, like, I don't feel compelled to make a company name just for the fact of people taking me like more seriously because I'm this, it's the same exact things I'm already doing. Mm. Like I do the same exact thing. So that's like silly to me, you know? What, what do you do when you're between say paid projects and between your own projects or does that never happen? Right now I'm focusing on like three or four pa- like projects that are not paid that are passion. And, you know, I worked a lot in the previous month, so I'm kind of coasting on those guys and excited to put them out and then hopefully attract more paid work. That's more in line with these, with these things I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, how, just kind of give and take. Yeah. And how, how much do you think about the type of work you want as a way to determine the, your own projects that you're going to do? A lot. But I actually, I don't know. I don't think there's like a, I just think about like a brand, like an image or a message or a style that I like. And then I look for like, who's doing that? And then I try to like, go do that. So it's not necessarily like, I want to direct a TV commercial for Doritos, you know, like that could be good or that could be bad. Like it depends, but I'm always like kind of looking towards this next like thing that's in line with what I'm interested in. Okay. And what is that now? Right now, uh, it's it's using uh, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I mean, I'd love to work with uh, people who are making music I really like, uh, like Billie Eilish. Like I love her, and I want to like her. Her music videos are so like thoughtful and like they're like works of art. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of the company Mischief. Uh, yeah. friend, friend of mine owns that company. I think what they do is great. Uh, so we'll see. I don't it's know. funny when, when you were talking about like hits, for example, they, they came to mind as mm-hmm. a similar operating model because they just do these drops of products, mm-hmm. like conceptual products, maybe with little campaigns around them, but to, often to a private network. So I was thinking about them earlier as you were, as you were talking. Arnie, it's been really great chatting. I, f- I feel like I should hit you with one more question, but I want to make it weird. And I'm like, am I out of weird questions? Did I even give you a weird question? What What would you be doing if you weren't making stuff every day? Um, I would be in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like legitimately in a coma from like something that I did because I went crazy. So, ah, <laughs> uh, so I appreciate, I appreciate that. And again, I, I have a feeling that in 10 years time I'll get edited out of this and this will be like, this is like really early on for you. Cause it's like, you've been going for a long time, but like you're still early on, right. Relative to the rest mm-hmm. of life. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this, 
this could be the interview. This could be the interview. I'll be out of it. But I'm scared. I'm, I'm I, I, I don't even life. remember what I said. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life. Oh and my yet, God. And yet the words keep falling out. Well, thank, uh, thank you so much for the conversation. Um, very excited to never watch this again because it's terrifying to me to watch myself, but to follow all of your work. And I love your drawings and the way that you're like illustrating stuff. That's hard. So yeah, thank you. It's a a bit of fun. Thank you very much. Uh, So I know you've got, you're sprawled all over the place, but where is, if someone was, is there a URL? Should they just Google you to find you? Yeah, I just Google me. <laughs> I totally, I totally joked with you on the weekend or whenever yeah. it was. I was like, I can't even remember what I asked you. I was like, I can't find all your stuff. And then you sent me a link to like your URL, right? Which redirects to Google where you find you. And I knew yeah. that, but I was totally messing with you. It was quite fun. Was I messed, we messed with each other. Yeah, it was good fun. It was good yeah. fun. Uh, you'd have fun in Australia if you like that sense of humor. I love Australia. <laughs> Arnie, uh, really looking forward to Well, first of all, good luck with the launches of the things Thank that you. are coming up I'm excited you. for you I think uh, you're going to get more of what you want, hopefully And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing all the, the new concepts that you drop uh, onto the world And uh, I want to be at your, your film premiere for the, uh, the big film that you launch in New York one day Oh, thank you, yeah? okay Okay, uh, it's a deal getting in early Okay <laughs> All right, Arnie, thank you so much Okay, thank Take you care. Bye-bye, have a great Please. one